0: Enjoy that 20% off at shop.nsls.org and stay motivated leaders, stay motivated. Hello, I'm Corey Andrew Powell, and I'm joined today by Kenny Glick. He is one of the few, if not the only, trading tutors in the game who can simultaneously drop a stream of knowledge bombs while making his students belly laugh each and every day. Now, well, Kenny joins me today to share his journey of going from stand-up comedian to becoming a highly successful day trader. Kenny, welcome to Motivational Mondays.
1: Hey, how are you? Thanks for having me on. This
0: is awesome. Sure. No, well, hey, it's our pleasure to have you on. And in fact, you know, we've been having a lot of conversations. Regarding young people, because we are a young persons podcast, but we do have ages from eighteen maybe to sixty. You know, non traditional college students, but um, but financial literacy has come up a lot recently, and I think that trading and stocks they're sort of like in a pocket under that umbrella, obviously. So. You know, I won't even begin, though, to pretend to know what day trading is. So, <laughs> share. So I mean, you know, I know we both have the stand-up comedy background, but I, you know, I know we have that in common, but day trading, I'm lost. So, share a little bit, like, what is day trading exactly?
1: Well, it, it, it's kind of just, we're just trading for the day, it's simply it's simple as it sounds. But uh, back in the day, you know, we, like, it's like called 1997, 98. Uh, ordinary people didn't have access to the institutional tools. You couldn't really get a feel for what the market was doing intraday. And something changed uh, in the 90s. We were able to trade on a system called small order, order execution system called SOS. So for the first time, it kind of leveled the playing ground. And what some people figured out was a way To not exploit the system, but it was just a way that we could now trade alongside the bigger institutions, the people that are really moving the market. And it was a real eye-opening experience because now, like I said, you got to see... A little bit more about the market depth of market and just to get an idea of the flow of the market so finally now instead of being an investor and just looking at the stock at the end of the day you were able to take control of your finances for the first time and really just any ordinary joe with a, a little education and figuring out how to work the, the charts you could become a day trader at first it actually actually had a little bad connotation because The powers that be didn't like the small guy getting Mm -hmm. on the same level playing ground. So they kind of lopped us into this degenerate gambler mentality (laughs) where a lot of us are. And again, it it is gambling. Uh, Warren Buffett said it best. It is just another casino now, and it's a glorified casino. The day trader treats it like a casino. We're not here to invest We're not here to speculate. We're trading what we see when we see it, and we're reacting to the moves. And it's actually a lot less risky than your typical investment. And that's the misconception on the industry. It's not as risky as people think it is.
0: Yeah, because when I hear the word day trader, and again, this is me being completely like oblivious to a lot of those terms. Although, well, I, my partner of twenty two years actually is a financial guy, so I hear a lot of the conversations, you know, with him that he tries to sort of educate me on. All I know is what's in my four hundred one k. Yeah, how's my You know, how's my four hundred one k doing? So I know That's that most aspect. people, right? Yeah, but I think that there is like this sort of misunderstanding or stigma about trading in general i think people get what they know from wolf of wall street or you know those sort of like kind of fantasy versions although that was a true story right obviously but i mean i think there's a you did work there
1: uh, we worked at our version of the wolf of wall street yeah it, yes yes b- before i was a broker i ventured uh, before i was a trader i ventured into the world of being a stockbroker and it was it was not fun <laughs> it was not pleasant Just like the movie, I was the guy asking too many questions and everyone was telling me, stop asking questions, just make money. And I was like, but I'd like to know more about what I'm doing, sir. Stop asking questions, just sell. You were just a glorified salesman. And when I learned that I was selling stuff that had no chance to make money, I quit. And I went into luckily trading right around 97, 98. That's when we were able to start trading our own accounts and trading our own money. And the day trading industry got started, luckily, because I was... You know, being a stockbroker for a couple of years, I was completely turned off of the entire industry. I saw how the sausage was being made, so it wasn't. Well, exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's a big, a great point because it speaks a lot to when you are embarking upon a career, you have to actually, I think to be successful, you have to be sort of aligned with that thing that you're doing. And so it sounds like some of the stories that I read that you shared when you speak about those days, I mean, they were kind of scary. I mean, I think I read something about like someone threatened like violence against you if you didn't sell a product that you didn't really want to sell. So, I mean, tell me a little bit if you give, give me like a little granular detail about what that was like.
1: Well, you've seen the movies. Those uh, Boiler Room and Wolf of Wall Street were dead on. Boiler Room even more so. Boiler Room was a true, real example of how it was done and what we were doing. They didn't get into the point where they forced us to trade stocks. But what it was, was they they pretty much told us that you cannot sell these stocks. You could sell them to other people. But if they wanted to take a profit, it was disallowed. So right there, I got this, you know, aha moment. I'm like, there's something wrong here the whole premises to buy and and then to sell for a profit but if our clients wanted to sell you actually had to sell the stock to some other victim i guess we could call mm. them so it was kind of crossing the book so I in see, order to yeah. sell and if you wanted to sell to the open market oh boy you were ridiculed you were borderline threatened no you can't do this and you know again I I came from this school of you know I'm a schmoozer I'm a fun guy to talk to I like to get to know my 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 clients at the time and here I am trying to get to know these people and at the other on the other side I'm starting to see the shadiness of what I'm trying to do here so I was caught in the middle and then mm-hmm. I started trying to elaborate to my clients and then it was just it was a very odd situation because once I like I said once I realized that Maybe I shouldn't be selling these stocks to people that I'm getting to know. Then I was just like, you know what? This is not for me. And luckily, you know, around that same time, day trading became, you know, more popular. And I found myself. It was it was very, very fortuitous for me that I quit being a broker. And within a couple of months, I had a fraternity brother who started his own firm. And uh, I went over there and began a new world, began a new career. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And see, and that's, again, another one of those things, you know, with the leadership aspect, when it comes to some of the leaders I've spoken to, I would say some of the great CEOs, some of the very successful people in general, I find a lot of common denominators. And there's one with you as well that I also add to that list, which is knowing when to adapt to a situation, right? So you loved the trading aspect to a degree, but just not in that particular format and arena, right? So you kind of changed and you found a way to apply the skills you did have and the personality that you do have to make it work. And your comedy is a big part of how that happens. So I'd love to hear more about how this, you know, you go from being like a guy who someone approached after a comedy show and you end up doing some work for him and yeah, Tell me tell me about that story.
1: Well, that's how I became a stockbroker. I was doing stand-up comedy in Brooklyn, and uh, somebody come up to me at the end of the show wearing a suit. So I got pretty excited. thought he was an agent or something. Maybe I was like, <laughs> "It's right.
0: my big it's, chance? Here comes William and, Morris. Yeah. yeah. Right.
1: So he basically said, well, I heard your routine. You sound like you're broke living in your mom's basement like a typical, uh, <laughs> <laughs> a typical kid. He's like, mm-hmm. why don't you come out to Long Island? We'll uh, use your sense of humor to try to sell some stocks. And I was like, but <laughs> What did you just wow. say? So there I was going out to Long Island. and you know, I walked in, everyone's screaming and yelling, just like in the movie. I didn't know where to sit. They handed me a script and they said, here, read this. And if somebody wants to buy something for you, scream out and somebody will come and take over the call. So like I said, just like the movie, I was really right there. When I saw a room. I was like, wow, this was my life. <laughs> and so, you know, again, I was kind of, you know, that, that's how I got into the industry. And, uh, I, I strayed from the path of where I thought I was going in television and radio. And the next Mm -hmm. thing you know, one thing led to another. And I just went from, you know, one awful firm to the next. And what they did was, you know, they basically changed the name of the company to stay ahead of the law. And then they would just start selling some more junk. And then they would just keep staying ahead of the law, staying ahead of the law. I saw the writing on the wall. and, And I can't tell you how similar my story is to the movie. I quit maybe a month and a half before one of these places got shut down. And I was like, yeah. all right, good move. Mm-hmm. Let me just leave that in the past. And yeah. that's why, again, when I was able to do this on my own, I didn't have to answer to anybody. I was my own boss. If I made money, I kept the money. If I lost money, I had to lose the money. And I just love being independent. It's a very independent business. It could get lonely. But, and that's why I formed my website. So other traders, we could all gather in one area and throw ideas together together commiserate when we're having bad days, you know, and just have that social feeling to it where it is still an individual achievement award every day. You're on your own, but it's nice to be around other people so you can throw ideas around and, you know, just get a feel for what else is going on in the market. And that's where I, that's what I've built, you know, over the last 15 years.
0: You'll see that sounds surprising too, from someone on the outside looking in, because my you know, what I see is in that industry is like there's um, cutthroat and everyone's out to get each other and yeah. no one's like, you know, no one cares. They're just going to cut you off at the kneecaps, give you a Tanya Harding to get, you know, to get <laughs> to get the money. Um, so, <laughs> but Good I, reference. I'm going to, to pull that one out. I don't know where I got that. One. But, you know, oh, kneecaps. Oh, <laughs> right. The, the 1920s. Oh. Bill, rah, rah, rah. Yeah, you know, exactly. So that whole thing. Right. And so. That's like what I think of when I think of Wall Street, right? Oh yeah. And so you're saying there's a whole other so in your aspect with day trading you've sort of nurtured a community.
1: Right. Oh, don't don't get me wrong. We are out for blood. I am known mm. as the warlock. So we are out for blood, but yes, it is it yes. is virtual blood. We are we are fighting the computers, <laughs> we are fighting other algorithms, we're fighting other traders on the other side of our trade. We're trying to outsmart, outwit other traders because for every buy there's a seller and every sell there's a buyer so somebody's taking your opposite side of your trade on every trade so if you think about it as a battle it is a battle and we are out you know we're out to fight we're out to win mm-hmm. and when we're trading in the beginning of the day oh we are surly you you don't want to you don't want to get in our way we are <laughs> you know you, yeah but it's nice when i've got a nice pack of 300 Of my soldiers with me, I feel like we could conquer a lot of different things. So yeah, it's individual basis. It's very cutthroat, but like I said, when you find it's nice to have that group to again. A lot of times in the middle of the day, there's not much going on. That's when the ideas get thrown around. That's when we could tell our stories. And again, a lot of a lot of again, you have a very high and low. There's a lot of booms and busts, and the social thing that I've built here keeps us even keel we get to rant, we get to rave, we get, you know, we get to share our stories and, you know, it eases the pain when other people can understand where you're coming from because you know who doesn't want to hear my stories anymore? My wife. <laughs> she <laughs> yeah, doesn't want to hear so. any stories. She can tell by the look on my face when I get out of the room. So I have my office in the front. She's like, yeah. "Oh, Oh, did some stock go up after you sold it? Ooh, can I hear that story
0: again? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Gather around, ch- kids. Your son's, your, your dad's going to tell that same story again. Ooh. Right about the one he, the one that got away. Yeah, it's oh, always yeah. st- the stock that got away. Absolutely. Well, but you know that's an interesting point because I am curious to know your advice for like people who want to get into the stock market and they don't have a lot of money. Like you know, my partner is very like. When you have X amount of dollars saved up in your 401k and your savings account, then any excess, you can play around with some stocks. Until then, I don't want to hear about, you know. So I think there's that idea where people think that, you know, you should have a significant amount of money. But what's been happening lately are these, you know, the trading apps. And, you know, there's young people being targeted, I think, in a lot of the marketing. Oh, sure, yeah. Which is fine, right? So so a lot of them are taking a few dollars and doing it, which to me seems like, I'm not sure if that's actually will that ever bear any fruit at that minimal amount? I mean, so what is your thought on like the investment itself at without really a whole lot of money?
1: Well, here's the difference. We're not investors, so you can do this. You want to try to do this with $500 in an account? Very difficult because then you have to get everything right. You can't have any losses. And to try to be perfect as a trader, I take losses every day. It's part of the game. So if you don't know what you're doing, those small accounts will get wiped out rather quickly. So what I suggest people to do and the way I built my website, and I'm very proud of this. I always give free trials. Not many people do what I do. I'm so confident in the way that I trade and the way that I teach and the style that I teach. You can do it with a minimum amount of money. You just need a little bit of a cushion. So, I mean, I tell people, with five grand, you could get started in this business and really make yourself a day's pay. You know, again, if you can make $200 a day, $250 a day by sitting in your house and you don't have to travel, you are your own boss, even at 250 a day with minimum losses, that's about $60,000 a year. Plus, you don't have to leave the house. You don't have a boss. You don't have to, you know, deal with a lot of things out there. And here you are, you can work till 11 a.m. in the morning and generally our days are 8 a.m. to 11 and we're done. And then we choose whether or not we want to continue because most of the active trading happens between 8 and 9. You have this pre-market session and then you have the 9.30 to 11. And there's a whole world of things going on in the market. What I've teach people is to how to isolate the best chance for success and just focus on those. And if they work, they work. And if they don't, yeah, they don't. That's the essence of day trading. We're not going to get involved in an idea thinking three or six months down the road. We see the money, we take the money. If the money's not there to be taken, we say, this is not working. Let's exit before we lose. So everything that we do is very minimum loss, very minimum risk for possibly large or unlimited gains. So if you could stay focused on where you're only taking small risk, And every time you do the trade, you have a large chance of making money or unlimited amounts of money. That's where you want to be. And that's what we teach. We're very specific with what we do. We trade. It's called basically liquidity algorithmic trading. So we're liquid and we're just looking for stocks that are moving. As long as they're moving, we have an advantage. And what we look at is something called volume weighted average price. I don't know if you want to get too technical with me right now. Well, but I it's saw very- that's the,
0: the VWAP, right? Yeah,
1: VWAP. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, I've been trading all my life. Even when I was in the fifth grade, I was getting into the markets. I was in stock, you know, stock trading contests when I was a kid. I learned a lot about the market because my dad was involved. Uh, his best friend was a broker. So I've always been interested, you know, as a typical Jewish kid. At 13, where do you put your money? Mutual funds. You got to put your money into a mutual
0: fund. <laughs> oh, so, my gosh. So I wish I had, I had to, been a Jewish kid because I didn't do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, you, so you had to research all the mutual funds. You kind of got like, an idea of what you were doing with your money. So, again, I was always into it. But day trading is a whole different beast. Mm-hmm. And when, when you start to learn the essence of day trading, you'll really start to appreciate how the market is just a casino. And this casino, there is no validating your parking. There's no shows. There's no tickets. There's no free stuff. <laughs> right, if
0: you, right. you,
1: you lose money here, you are out of luck, my friend. That's yeah, why you the better buffet know.
0: is not there. Yeah,
1: you yeah. better know what you're doing. Yeah, no buffets.
0: <laughs> well, I think that's a great point because uh, so many people want to just jump in. And I think these apps sort of, they give a false sense of, yeah, just give us 100 bucks and you're going to be a millionaire tomorrow. Like, you yeah. know, because I've seen the commercials, especially, in, you know, not to call any out specifically, but, you know, Robin Hood, for example, and um, I, I just saw it. Trade Nation, I think is another, uh, and I'm sure that's that's fine, right? right? But they do seem to give a false sense of like... You know, secure your future now. Just a few hundred dollars. I'm like, that's probably not going to secure your
1: future. Well, all. the entire industry gives you a false sense of that. And again, that's why I'm 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 proud about sticking to my guns. I've never been a fan of the industry. You know, again, I was tainted very, very quickly being a stockbroker. And I'm just not a fan of financial media because they are more or less cheerleaders of the bull market. And the biggest cheerleader, you probably were about to mention him, Jim Cramer. Booyah! Booyah, exactly. They are cheerleaders of a bull market. So when the market's going up, everybody's a genius. The market's going up. Nobody cares about anything. Everybody seems like they know what they're talking about. But then when the market has a bout of reality like we're having right now, we are the only people that succeed because we know what we're doing and we're able to make money when the market's going down. As a matter of fact, it's actually easier to make money on the way down because the down moves happen so much more aggressively, so quick that you have no choice but to make money. And when you know what you're doing, it is, again, it, this is, this is a, a sore subject for some people, some people that think we're mocking them when we do this. We're making money when other people are not making money and that's why we became traders because we don't want to be mal- manipulated by the the media. We don't want to be a cheerleading bull. We want mm-hmm. to be able to take the skills that we've learned and use them in any environment. And so back to those apps and all that, those all those kids and all those millennials that were, you know, the diamond hands and the and the and the hodles and the were never selling and the short squeeze people, they're all broke right now. And it was Again, they weren't the cause of the crash that we had. They were just a product of it. They helped it along. It was more of the, the government, the low interest rates. Nobody else had any place to put their money. Everybody was flush with cash. And yeah, f- 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 yeah. the bubble gets too big. It's going to burst eventually. And mm-hmm. here we are picking up the pieces.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I find it fascinating too that if you look at like financial news and like during the day having like MS or uh, yeah, MSNBC on or whatever it is. CNBC,
1: MSNBC. CNBC, yeah.
0: thank you. You know, I'm always fascinated by like wow, there's a whole like 24 hours of people just talking about <laughs> I
1: know.
0: Like, you know, if you think about it, that's so crazy. Like it's a channel dedicated to like here's a lot of money you're never going to have. But <laughs> <laughs> Here's what other people are doing with it. It's amazing, right? That, that's like, and I think that fuels that. I think that fantasy because uh, I do watch. I do, you know, I watch it, and I'm like, and it does make me believe. Wow, if I could own some of those stocks, I would have, you know, I'd be set for life. But I mean, to invest properly again, I've heard, like I just mentioned, people should be conscious of that. Is not what you do with your money as a like, like if that's the only money you have. In my opinion. That shouldn't be the first place you go to try to earn money from it. You should probably have excess money or some money that's set aside that you're not using that you don't need. That makes more sense to me versus trying to like put all your eggs like you're playing a lottery in a lottery Oh yeah. basket.
1: Oh, for right? sure. For sure. Especially if you're getting into trading. You should trade with money that you are not even concerned about. Yeah. So if you're taking your life, if your life savings is $5,000, you should not want to put that into a day trading account and try your luck. Okay. what I suggest you do is learn is learning is free. And that's why, again, what I was alluding to, I have given free trials on my website for for 15 years because we are not afraid to perform in front of other people. And then we say, hey, listen, are you liking what we're doing? Are you getting an education from what we're doing? Why don't you join for three months? Take a membership. So the reason nobody's able to do that is that there's most of these companies, and again, education companies, there's, a, there's stock picking services, there's thousands of these companies. None of them give you a free trial. They just want your money first, and hopefully it works out for you. And if it doesn't, you're out of luck. I'm the other guy. I want to show you how well you can do, how you perform, and I'll teach you what to do, then plop down some money then I'm going to coach you even more. Then you start to trade until you are 100% certain you know what you're doing. Because one false step, you could have a lot of good trades, you could be lucky for a while, but one false move, and it all goes kablooey.
0: Can wipe you out in one, one shot. And so just to elaborate on that a little bit more, that is your platform called Warlocks World.
1: I've got a couple of websites. Yeah, my I basically am a walking billboard right now. But yeah. <laughs> hit the hit the bid.com is yeah, my I'm website. Yeah, I'm seeing
0: all your hit the bid.com. Yeah, okay. we,
1: we broadcast out of here. I also simulcast. Kinda of like, you know, my My dream was to be the Howard Stern of finance, so I'm sort of there. So what we do is we do one broadcast and simulcast it onto other websites. I have thisisbwap.com. I work with a company called Money Map Press, and what they do is they rebroadcast what I do, and they distribute it around the internet. My home is hitthebid.com.
0: Kenny Glick, thank you so much for joining me today here on Motivational Mondays. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. This is great. Good to meet you.